Hello, and welcome to Out West, the official podcast of the Western Governors Association, a bipartisan organization representing the governors of the 22 westernmost states and territories. I'm Jim Ogsbury, president of the Western Governors Foundation, the philanthropic arm of WGA. Each year, the Western Governors Foundation hosts Celebrate the West, a high school art competition that challenges students to create original works inspired by their state or otherwise evocative of the West. Now in its eighth year, Celebrate the West generates hundreds of amazing pieces created by budding Western artists. The application window for this year's competition opened on January 9th. The deadline for entries is April 30th. In today's episode of Out West, Anna Thielen, the Western Governors Foundation manager, speaks with last year's winner, Michelle Lynn, about what inspired her acrylic painting entitled Unity. Anna also speaks with Sharon Rouse, one of the art experts on the Celebrate the West judging panel, about what made Michelle's painting stand out. Anna also visits with Thomas Weiberg, the third recipient of the Foundation's Award for Outstanding High School Art Educator. Among other things, Anna and Thomas considered the importance of art education in the West. Michelle, thanks so much for joining us today and congratulations. We were all blown away by your piece. And for those who are listening, can you describe your piece to us? When I first started this piece, this piece was supposed to be sort of like a reflection for me after like quarantine and how that really impacted me. So what I like learned from that was that I really started to appreciate more like my social events with people and being able to like see my friends and stuff. So that's why I drew like a bunch of my friends in the background, like moments that I like really treasure because I feel like those experiences help build up my personal identity, which is why I put like all those hands and holding flowers to like create like me, (laughs) you know, the flowers. That's amazing. I didn't realize that the people in the background of your piece were taken from your life, your friends. That is really cool. You talked a little bit about where you came from in making this piece. What really inspired you? I think what really inspired me to create this piece was the people that I've met over the course of school year. Because, like, the people I drew, they weren't people I knew before. They're, like, new people I met and, like, their experiences, their identities and their lives helped shape my own. So how did you get started in art? I've been doing art for as long as I can remember. And I guess, like... I just kind of developed a passion for it. I think it might be because I have amphantasia, which is like a condition where you can't visualize things. So drawing really helped me like make up for that. Art is just kind of my thing, you know? So do you hope to continue art in the future? Yeah, definitely. I don't like plan to quit anytime soon. I think right now I'm currently focusing on some other art pieces like for like my college art portfolio. And also I'm going to do AP art again next year so I'm definitely going to be continuing art. Tell us a little bit about what you're working on right now. Um, My main focus this year is probably going to be something along the lines of like clowns and like different people you show different aspects of yourself. (laughs) Like I haven't really fleshed it out yet but yeah. That's a really interesting idea. It sounds like this idea of identity is really important in your artwork. Oh yeah for sure. Last year, I did apply to this art competition too, and I didn't really get anything because the years before this, I've been really focusing on technical aspects and like 
not having like a voice or message in my artwork. And I guess it's just because I was holding back because I was hesitant to like put myself out there and be vulnerable with my thoughts and interests. So I really wanted to change that this year. So I started focusing more on the messages I wanted to convey and make more interesting pieces that more people can relate to because like otherwise what's the point of creating, you know? So how does it feel to win first place? I've never won first place before. And like I said, I've kind of been changing my direction in art. So I feel like winning first place for this, it really helped me validate my journey as an artist and show that it's okay to share my own experiences and leave my small mark in the world. And yeah, this price is actually pretty insane to me too, because um, this is the first time I actually won first place in art competition and with award winning. So it's like really motivating as well. That's great. So I think last year's winner took the money and started her own art business. Do you have any plans? I was thinking about doing something along that route as well. I was hoping maybe like using this award money, I could either start up a small YouTube channel, you know, for like um, my passion and interests, or like last year's winner, sell my own prints and stuff. Like I'm hoping to maybe start something along those lines. Great. Is there anything else that you would like to add? Well, I want to thank my my parents, obviously my friends, for helping me because this wouldn't be possible without them. And I want to thank you guys for giving me this opportunity. Yeah, well, thank you for sending in such an incredible piece. I think the win was very well deserved. With more than 250 entries in last year's Celebrate the West competition, choosing a winner was no easy task. For more insight into the selection process, Anna caught up with Sharon Rouse, one of the art experts serving on last year's judging panel. Sharon, thank you so much for being here with us today. Sharon has an impressive resume in art. She was the first art teacher at Isaac Newton Middle School in Littleton, Colorado, where she established a working program that inspired and cultivated young talent. She then became the art educator student supervisor from Metro State University and is currently a longtime docent at the Denver Art Museum and a prominent leader on the board for Colorado Art Awards as part of the Scholastic Art National Program. This year, we broke record numbers with a 16.7% increase in artist participation from 2021, so there was a lot to keep you judges busy. What were your impressions of this year's entries? I scanned through all of the entries to get an idea of what the general concepts were and the students' work, and the more I looked at it, the more impressed I was. The students really approached the concepts with skill. The other thing it did show, too, the passion that they have for the state and where they live. We had a lot of really incredible pieces. In your professional opinion, what makes a really great piece? A great piece, truly, I believe, comes from three components. One, originality. Two, the skill of the artist and the way that the artist handles the materials. And three, the artist's voice. Because when we really stop to look at a piece of art that grabs our attention, the artist is saying something Speaking of great pieces, and the artist really trying to communicate a message, we were lucky enough to have our first place winner, Michelle Lynn, discuss her piece with us. As one of our experts, what were your thoughts on her piece? Well, first of all, the piece was very unusual. And as I looked more at it, it's not one of those that just grabs you and you understand everything right away on it. There were so many different integral components to the work of art. The hands had a moving part of it as far as they were very diverse with the hands, but then they took your eye down to her face, and then as you started to look at the background, you got to see other components that were interesting, not only to possibly her as a person, but her community and her state. Would you be willing to talk to us a little bit about your art journey? 
I think it was something that I always loved doing from the time that I was young. I was never discouraged from doing it. During high school, went to the Jocelyn Art Museum. When I said I wanted to be an art teacher, it was never, well, why don't you try something else? No, if this is what you want to do. So then became an art teacher, and I've taught everything from K through 12, and then worked with Metro. When I was taking college classes, I discovered watercolors. And anybody who's painted with a watercolor realizes that it's like dealing with a two-year-old. They're unpredictable, and they do what they want to day by day. But I love what can be done with them and the fact that nowadays, too, with the environment, like oil paints, you have turpentine, but watercolors, it's just something that gives me my voice. And then when I do my paintings, what fascinates me is the presence in some object, but it has a history to it. It could be a broken down fence, and you just wonder, what happened behind that fence? Like in Georgetown, there's a fence outside the park, right around this interior park that they have. And here's one of those beautiful wrought iron fences with a gate, but there's no house. Why is the gate still there and the house is gone? So I painted the gate. What advice do you have for young artists? Advice, wow. Young artists need to recognize that your art is a language, speak your truth, because you have a story to tell. Explore your interest. It's okay to fail. In fact, you learn from failure, because the more you fail, the better you get at what you're doing. Listen to people, explore, but take chances, and it's okay to express your inner either successes or your challenges that you're facing, and we've discovered that in scholastics in the past couple of years. You really get a sense of what's happening in the high school world when the students are allowed to express truly what is important to them. And be prepared for some challenges, but also be prepared for some joys. Our final question is, what can we, as a Western community, do to support the visual arts? Well, that's a complex question. As a previous art educator and a docent at the museum, I think we all need to recognize the importance of the visual arts in the community. We recognize or we see how popular the sports are, but there's another segment to our community who really adds to the vision and the creativity. Industry realizes that the creativity that is happening in the visual arts leads to the success of their businesses because it's been proven that within an hour, an art student sometimes will make a thousand decisions whether they're noticed or not. So here's the creativity, the willing to do problem solving, the way to also look at what's going on in their world and see how it affects them and how it affects their friends and then what possible successes and what things need to be challenged. Finally, Anna spoke with Thomas Weiberg, the third recipient of the Foundation's Chairman's Award for Outstanding High School Art Educator. Thomas teaches drawing and painting at Cibola High School in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Thomas, thank you so much for being here and congratulations. Well, thank you so much. And it's very nice to be here today. When we look at teachers like you, we see frontline workers inspiring the next generation of artists to create and learn and inspire through their work. What is the most rewarding part for you about being an art educator? Well, I think the most exciting part about being an art educator for myself is the fact that I get to teach high school students, because high school is that age where most people hit that stage of intellectual development, where they're really ready to hit that next level of art. Yet, oftentimes, we're not aware that that ability is within us, because unless we're doing art all the time, we don't know necessarily sometimes what we're capable of doing. 
And I really like to be able to bring out and also to be there just to be a part of that experience that they have when they realize that they're capable of doing things in art that they couldn't do before. And what a feeling of accomplishment that can be for some people. Uh, it's really an exciting part of, of my job and I enjoy it very much. Could you tell us a little bit about you and your art journey? Sure. So originally I'm from Minnesota and I grew up in the Twin Cities back in the 80s. And my dad was an artist, although he was not a very active artist, um, because when he went to school, he was encouraged to find a, a different profession while he was in college. But he did still do some art. But then when I was in high school, I took a painting class and I was working on my first painting and my art teacher came over and he said, wow, you know, I really like what you're doing with the background there on your painting. And it was just that one simple compliment that took me from, you know, kind of liking art and having a, you know, a casual relationship to being really excited about it. And uh, by the time I was a senior, I was, you know, taking four art classes and they were independent study, and I was just allowed to kind of do my thing. And then at the same time, my, my dad recognized that this was something that was exciting for me, and he got back into painting and really found his original passion again, which is oil painting. And, and um, he's taken off and had a productive career ever since I was in high school. When I moved down here, uh, teaching art was not in the plans for me. And I pursued another career and I put my art down just like my dad did, taking a very casual approach to it. And then about the same time that he really got into art, you know, when I was in my mid 40s, I realized that this was something that I wanted to go back and revisit and make it my life. And I was very uh, fortunate to find the perfect position teaching high school art. So, so here I am. Yeah. <laughs> it's a great story. And we're so glad that you ended up where you ended up. So what can we, as part of your Western community, do to help and support the amazing work that teachers, specifically art teachers across the West, do every day? Well, I think I'm going to take it back to my own personal experience of being encouraged. And I think that most people know at least someone who's a young person who has that art aptitude within them. And when that opportunity comes along, to give them that genuine feedback that is maybe a little bit more specific than, wow, I really like that, that's a very rewarding thing. But it also can encourage them to take their art to places where maybe they wouldn't go if they weren't appreciated. But that could be the thing that kind of spurs them on to either make a career or at least a, a lifelong hobby out of something that can be a real important part of your life. Is there anything else that you would like to add? I do uh, have a lot of enthusiasm for the Celebrate the West contest. And one of the things that I really like about the contest is not only does it promote art, but it also promotes recognizing the things in your own culture, you know, your, your, your state's culture that are unique to your state. And I think it's good for my students to see art that kids in other states are creating and what's important to their cultures as well. You know, kids that grow up in New Mexico, I think sometimes think that their culture is every day and that the entire country kind of shares that experience. But then when they, they see 
that really there's things about their culture that are unique, that's a really special moment. And I'm very grateful to live in a state where art is such a strong part of the culture, but it's not to be taken for granted. And so when, when my students see that, you know, every state has its own little twist on what is culture, that that's kind of an eye-opening moment. It, I think it develops pride in their state culture. And I think that's important to have, that, that you do feel good about where you're from and the things that make you guys unique. I'm looking forward to doing the contest again this year. Thanks for listening to this episode of Out West. To learn more about this year's Celebrate the West art competition or any of the exciting programming produced by the Western Governors Foundation, please visit westgov.org foundation. And be sure to join us next time on Out West as we continue to discuss critical issues facing the Western United States. Finally, WGA would like to thank Michelle Lynn, Sharon Rouse, and Thomas Weiberg for joining us on today's episode, as well as all of the artists who entered their work in last year's competition. We'd also like to thank Americans for the Arts for its continuing support of Celebrate the West. Happy trails, everyone.